0: Hey, Alan.
1: Hello. Hey, how are you? Nice. Yeah. All right. We'll
0: take that. Well, I think uh, I think first of all, do you, do you two both want to introduce yourselves for us?
2: Sure. I'm Jennifer Arbeiter. Alan Arbeiter.
0: And uh, Alan, how old are you?
2: Seven.
0: Okay. And what can we help you with?
2: Alan wants to know if he can have his DNA spliced with that of a cheetah. At some point in his lifetime, he knows it can't be done right now, but he would like to still be Alan, but have some of the cooler features of a cheetah, such as the cute nose, fierce claws, a tail, and of course, super speed. Teeth. Oh, and teeth. He wants the teeth too.
0: What do you think about uh, what do you think about the spots? Would you want to have the spots of a cheetah? Yes. You didn't hesitate. You really want those spots.
2: Yes. Uh, My husband is a veterinarian, and every once in a while, I will catch Alan playing in the cages like he's an animal.
0: Wow. Yeah. We are going to try to find somebody to help with this.
2: Awesome.
0: Okay, I think we have somebody who can help out here. Online with us is Nicola Barber. She's a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Utah's Genetic Science Learning Center.
1: So, Nicola, is it possible... For Alan to become half cheetah, half man?
2: Well, probably not exactly a 50-50 splice like I'm imagining he's thinking about this half human, half Alan, half cheetah. Uh, That's a little bit difficult. Uh, It's hard to cross things that are are so far apart um, in terms of how closely related they are. It's a little easier to cross things uh, like a lion and a tiger, to get a liger or a taigon. Um, but a human and a cheetah are pretty distantly related. So,
1: Wait, does a liger actually exist? Yeah. It's not just a joke?
2: It's not a joke. Yeah, they can actually cross lions and tigers together.
1: Wait, oh what do you get? What, so what is a liger like? just a super fierce lion?
2: You know, there's a difference between a liger and a taigon depending hmm. on which was female, the lion or the tiger, and which was male. And I can't remember which is which. But what you get, basically, is an an enormous-looking tiger. Okay. Wow. But there, you could potentially introduce—I mean, we have the technology to introduce some cheetah genes
0: into humans. Well, what are the options of what, what kind of human-cheetah partial hybrid I could get?
2: Well, first of all, ethically, I think most scientists would say absolutely we should not be doing this sort of genetic engineering on humans. Okay. But, Technically, if you had a couple genes in cheetah you were interested in, um, perhaps you wanted to get cheetah spots.
0: Yeah, yes.
2: That would be a cool one. You could potentially um, take those few genes from cheetahs and put them into a human embryo. Of course, scientists are not doing those types of things, but um, they've done things like putting a green fluorescent protein that glows green into a cat.
0: Making a glow-in-the-dark cat?
2: Making a glow-in-the-dark cat. From They took a, a gene that causes uh, jellyfish to glow green, and they, and they put it into a cat. Whoa. That might seem crazy, but actually it's kind of useful because you can hook that gene up with a gene that you're interested in that might be involved in a disease. And then you can figure out if that gene's turned on or turned off in certain cells by seeing where that cat's glowing. I,
0: th- I think the hybrid that many of us are most familiar with is probably Spider-Man who was bitten by a radioactive spider and then took on some of the traits of the spider. Is uh, that kind of insect meshing, is is that possible?
2: Yeah, so Spider-Man, I think, you know, probably only got a few genes, a few select important genes from the yeah. spider. Um, there's an interesting example that's actually been used in agriculture, um, and, and they've produced something called spider goats. Spider and, goats. And so what they've done with the spider goat is they've actually taken the gene that um, encodes for a protein that makes the spider silk.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And they've engineered that into a goat so that it's produced in the goat's milk. And then what they can do is they can milk the goat and harvest all of the spider silk. And the reason they want to do this is spider silk is one of the strongest uh, fibers known to man. So it's this incredibly strong fiber. And they can produce a lot of it from these spider goats. They couldn't just harvesting it from spiders.
1: Wait, they milk the goat and
0: the the goat's milk has spiders? spider silk in it? Exactly. So the goat is is basically like Spider-Man, who can shoot the web. It is shooting the web, but out of its teats.
2: Yes. Basically.
0: It can't shoot it out, though. It
2: doesn't really shoot it out. Okay. It, it's in the milk, but they can purify it out of the milk,
0: yeah. Well, Nicola, thank you so much for uh, helping us out and helping out Alan. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, we don't uh, hear at the podcast station have the technology, the genetic technology, to make a human-animal hybrid. We don't even have any needles. But we do have sound editing technology, so we could potentially make Alan, at least audio-wise, into a cheetah man. A Ch- chee-man. So, uh, Cheetah Alan, what do you like to do all day? Run um, and eat mice. Mm-hmm. How many mice
1: do you like to eat?
0: About 14 a day.
1: Fourteen mice in one day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have a good roar, Cheetah Allen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Give it. Show me your your great roar.
2: Mm-hmm. Not a roar. You can do better.
1: Okay. Now, now you just run fifty miles per hour and you ate fourteen mice. Now, what do you roar like? <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: We are having a get-together in the real world, the flesh world. On April
1: 8th, we'll be at the hideout that's here in Chicago. Uh, From 6 to 9, we'll be there in the flesh.
0: It's also going to be a birthday party for uh, Dominic, who told us it was his birthday.
1: We don't know how old he is, but we do know he's coming to the hideout that Wednesday.
0: There will be cake.
1: That's Wednesday, April 8th at the hideout here in Chicago. There's more info on our website, howtodoeverything.org.
0: Last week, the physician for the president of Turkey announced that one of the rooms in his thousand-room palace would be a dedicated food testing lab so that anyone who was attempting to poison the food of the president would have a harder time doing so.
1: So that got us curious about all the different kinds of threats and assassination attempts that world leaders have to guard
0: against every day. Vince Houghton is online with us now. He's a curator at the International Spy Museum. So, Vince, is this uh, food-based assassination a, a real concern?
3: The key, of course, line assassination is not hard to kill somebody. Killing people is easy. It's getting away with it that's the difficult part. Uh, and that's what makes food-borne assassinations uh, so successful is that you can never really guarantee who did it, and maybe it was just bad food. Uh, it's, much, it's much cleaner than walking up to somebody and shooting somebody on the street. It's very hard to hide uh, that as being a straightforward assassination.
0: So, uh, you know, looking, looking over the long history of uh, assassinations and attempted assassinations, what, what is one of the more elaborate uh, plans that, that you know of?
3: Well, we, we, meaning the United States government, certainly attempted to assassinate Fidel Castro about 50 different ways. If you want to talk about elaborate, the different plans to take out Castro were pretty extraordinary. Uh, The first thing a lot of people point to is the exploding cigars, which may or may not have happened in real life. Uh, There are numerous sources that swear that the CIA created an exploding cigar that was supposed to be slipped into his humidor. Uh, Others, though, have argued that this is more you know miss more urban legend than anything, but the reality is uh the agency tried poisoning his cigars, tried to uh put exploding seashells in areas where he liked to scuba dive. He was an afic- a scuba diving aficionado, even to the point where we tried to potentially give him a wetsuit that had noxious bacteria and mold spores inside of it oh. um we We had an idea to uh put salium salts. Uh, inside his shoes. Now, thallium salts make your hair fall out. So the idea was that this wouldn't kill Castro necessarily, but his beard, his eyebrows would all fall out. And in the idea of this Hispanic machismo, the idea was that people wouldn't follow Castro anymore if his beard fell out. The beard became so symbolic of Castro's power. There's estimated that there's somewhere between six and seven hundred different separate assassination attempts on Castro. All of them have failed. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess one thing uh, when you're planning an assassination, you need your operative to get close to the target. What right. What are some techniques uh, that uh, governments have used to get their assassins, uh, you know, next next to the person they're trying to kill?
3: Well, one of the best examples of this is an artifact that we have here in the museum. Uh, it's a lipstick pistol. Pistol. It's nicknamed the Kiss of Death. And it looks like an ordinary tube of lipstick uh, that any woman would have in her purse, but in essence, it's a single-shot pistol. And the Soviets were particularly good at recruiting young women, young, beautiful women, uh, to use not only for assassinations, but to use as what we call honey traps to try to seduce men into giving them information or to put them in a position where they might be compromised somehow. Uh, You could blackmail them. Uh, But if you really wanted to bump somebody off, These women also had the ability to do that. So you go into a bar, uh, you chat up some middle-aged schlub who should not be being hit on by some blonde Russian gymnast. And the guy falls for her because he's an idiot. Uh, And they go back to the room and they get close and she pulls out her lipstick to freshen up. And it turns out that it's actually a single-shot pistol that she's close enough, she just kills the guy with a single-shot pistol, and they can walk right out of the room, and no one knows any better. Um, the most famous Cold War assassination, arguably, uh, was in broad daylight in London, on the streets of London, a place you would think would be relatively safe, and it was a Russian dissident by the name of Georgi Markov, and Markov had defected to the West, and he was heavily critical of the Soviet government, and so the Soviets sent a Bulgarian assassin, the Bulgarian KGB assassin, with a umbrella pistol, um that fired a poison dart into Markov as he was walking again in broad daylight through the streets of London. Markov was poisoned by ricin that was the type of poison. He took a couple more steps, dropped dead. The assassin walked off like, you know, nothing happened. Police came, ambulance came, they thought he had just had a heart attack. It wasn't for some time before they determined he had been poisoned. At that point, the assassin was long gone. The umbrella is somewhere at the bottom of the North Sea, probably. uh, And no one was any more wiser about uh, why Markov was killed. Uh, That's one way to do it. Again, in broad daylight, carrying an umbrella. Now, if you've been to London, everyone's carrying an umbrella in London. So this is the perfect way to assassinate somebody.
1: So, Vince, if we can go back to the food poisoning. Sure. So, like, if I say, like... um if I bring the pre- if I meet the president at a party and I have some brownies, I'm like, hey, you know what? I made these. I'd love it. Here, have them. It's a gift. Would he eat them? Or would there's
3: he- not a there's not a chance in hell he'd put them in his mouth unless he knew who you were. Okay. Um, right, unless you're somebody that he trusts.
1: Or he's um, really hungry.
3: Or he's really hungry. Uh, but it would be really stupid of him because that would be a very easy way to take out the president. I mean, if you, when you see videos of the president going to, like, a pizza shop somewhere, like he's in Hoboken or somewhere, yeah. popping in a pizza shop, the Secret Service has been over that shop up and down for maybe days beforehand, making sure that anything that's served to the president is heavily vetted.
0: Wow. That that has to be the most fun you have as a, <laughs> when you're testing the pizza ahead the of time. Advanced,
3: the advanced team that's testing the pizza. Yeah. Um, you know, there are benefits to the job. I mean, maintaining weight might be difficult. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yes, you get to go and taste all the food and make sure uh, that it's not being poisoned.
1: Well, Vince, thanks so much for talking to us about this.
3: <laughs> no problem.
1: Now it's time to tell you about our sponsors, people that pay us to mention them on this podcast. Uh, but before we get to that, we do have a special guest. Uh, can you introduce yourself for us?
3: My name is Jason Mills, and I'm a performer in the off-Broadway show Stomp.
1: Okay, and for, if for people that aren't familiar with Stomp, could you kind of describe the show?
3: Stomp is a uh, music and dance and uh, comedy, I would say, We've made, are the three main elements of it. We make the music that we are dancing to while we make it. <laughs>
1: Okay. It's a and then each of these um dances or songs. Could you if you wanted to could you call them uh stomps?
3: Stomps? Sure. You, you could say that. Yes, the sum total is stomps. <laughs>
0: well, a uh this seems like a good time to tell you about uh our sponsor, stamps.com. Uh okay. or uh, I guess as a British person might say, stomps.com.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, going to the post office takes up valuable time. Uh, Leasing a postage meter is too expensive. But with Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for all of your letters and packages using just your computer and printer.
0: In your Stamps, do you use a a computer and printer?
3: No. No computers or printers.
0: For a no-risk trial and bonus offer for How to Do Everything listeners, go to Stamps.com today. Uh, would you describe uh, your stomps as no risk?
3: Yeah, there's. Well, there's. For the audience, they're, they're very low risk.
1: <laughs> to get a bonus offer, go to stamps. dot com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in everything.
0: Uh, so if I went to if I went to Stomp, could I get stamps or postage there?
3: I don't think that there's postage there. Just stomps. <laughs>
1: Jason Mills is a star of the hit off-Broadway show, Stomp. You can see Stomp on tour this week in North Charleston, South Carolina.
0: That averages out to Charleston, Carolina.
1: And we have another sponsor this week,
0: Casper. They're an online retailer for mattresses. Casper mattresses are American-made and obsessively engineered for comfort. They use two technologies, latex foam and memory foam, and give just the right amount of sink and bounce. You know what, J- Jason? Are you still there? I am. Yes. Uh, on, in your stomps, do you guys have sink and bounce?
3: Sink uh, and bounce.
0: Sink, sink and bounce.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sinking and bouncing. We have a whole actual number that is sinks, and we play sinks, and we bounce. We don't bounce in that number, but we bounce later on uh, in basketballs actually
1: well casper also has a risk-free trial you can try out your casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery in returns it's outrageous comfort at a polite price do you guys provide outrageous comfort at stomp
3: mm, it's not they're not the most comfortable of seats
1: go to casper.com slash everything to check out their options and they have a special offer for listeners of this podcast Use the promo code EVERYTHING to redeem $50 towards a Casper mattress that works for you. We heard from Katie. Katie says she listens to how to do everything while remodeling her house.
0: Katie, these next 15 seconds are for you. Stop. Time.
1: Can I just tell you when I first read that, I thought it said she was remodeling her horse.
0: Well, uh, every horse needs freshening up from time to time.
1: You know, this is actually an opportunity if you ever feel like you want to try something different, maybe add a man torso to the front.
0: It's, maybe it's time for a centaur. Yep. Somebody's got to keep Cheetah Man company.
3: Ah!
0: How to Do Everything is not the only show produced by NPR. It's not even the only show produced by us. There's also, wait, wait, don't tell me, which ends in an exclamation point. And I got to tell you, if you work for wait, wait, don't tell me, and you're sending an email to someone, and you put the exclamation point, they think you're really excited about it. It's just part of the name. Especially if it comes in the middle
1: of the sentence, and then you have to keep fixing the capitalization that comes after the exclamation point.
0: It's a burden that you and I are collapsing under each week.
1: But if you don't know what Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is, it's the NPR News Quiz. It's just like NPR, but with more jokes and a whole lot less facts.
0: Yeah, no, no fact-checking or research whatsoever. We can tell you that. We can confirm that.
1: Listen now to Wait, Wait at npr.org slash podcasts. Well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian?
0: I learned that uh, out there in the world right now, there is a creature that looks like a goat, but that can shoot spider silk out of its teats. Well, he can't shoot it out; he has to have
1: somebody milk it out, like you'd milk a cow. C- could you Could you imagine how terrible that would be if Spider-Man, in order to s- to sling his webs, had to have a farmer milk him?
0: Well, I feel like if there was a uh, superhero whose only power was that he always had warm hands. You would be the perfect uh, sidekick for S- Spider-Man How to Do Everything is produced by Jillian Donovan, technical direction from Lorna White Our intern this week is Armando Good job Armando Nice work Get us your questions at, howto at npr.org.
1: And visit our website howtodoeverything.org
0: I'm Ian And I'm Mike Thanks.